Hi, I'm Carl Sittelman. I'm a Venezuelan filmmaker screening my first feature here at the Austin Film Festival. One thing I noticed was it was adapted from a book. So if you had the opportunity to write this movie just kind of from scratch, what would you have done differently if you didn't work with the source material? Uh, well, I don't know if I would change anything from, from this story, from, from the book and the way I, I adapted it. But I think if I would go back in time, I think I'd, I'd try to write something original. Uh, it's, it's a big challenge to adapt a book, especially a book you love, because you get attached to it. You get attached to every single part of the book, and there's a lot of things you have to cut out. You have to find your own story within the, within the, within the book, because uh, something that works in a literary format doesn't always work for the screen. One of the things that I love about American cinema is anything that's done by uh, Stan Winston LLC, something like that. These great special effects we see in basically every movie you've ever made here. So who were the people you worked with for special effects over in Venezuela? Okay, uh, back in Venezuela I had an amazing makeup person called uh, Estela, Estela Jacob, Estela is this woman who's been working in Venezuelan cinema for over 30 years now and she specializes not only in makeup but in special effects makeup as well so she created the whole uh, effects for the vampire and the blood and the, and the fake heads the chopped heads that the vampire left in the lake she was uh, you know she was the main makeup person she had uh, like two or three other people working with her and then we had some somebody else doing the effects for for the dog and for the shots, which were, you know, special effects aside from, from makeup, I think. And you, you mentioned that you had a small budget for this. Yeah. So if you had more money to work with, what would you have done? I don't know, get, get, a, get, a, get a fancier ca <laughs> catering, I guess. Yeah. Because, you know, since the uh, situation in Venezuela is so complicated right now, we started off eating, like, uh, beef and, 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 and chicken, and we ended up eating just, like, rice and salad. Because we had to, you know, make a new budget for the catering every week because of the inflation we have in, 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 in local currency, our budget was diminishing by, 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 by the week it, during the shoot. So I guess, yeah, I, I think I would just treat my, my, my crew a little bit better. That's, <laughs> that's the thing I would do with more money. But, uh, yeah, but I, I'm really satisfied with the result we got and I don't think I would do, you know, I wouldn't. I would have invested in, in making the film look better in some, in some way. How do you find the actor you mentioned casting? But how did you work with these people to determine of all these very talented actors who would be the best at being multiple characters and a very creepy, bloodthirsty man? Uh, well, uh, two of the main characters uh, were actors I knew from before, both Miguel Angel Landa, who plays Jeremias Morales, and. Uh, Socrates uh, Serrano, who plays Navarro, and I met with them and I said, listen, I, I want you to read the script and come on board, and they immediately said yes, and uh, I did a casting for the, for the vampire because it was such a difficult character, and it, it's like three characters in one. It's the same character, but it plays three different people throughout the ages, and I found him through casting, through my casting director, and he was this really sweet, lovely guy, but when he went into character, he, he went to this 
transformation, and he became really creepy. And and I, as soon as I saw his, you know, the first video from the casting, I was like, "This is the guy. This is a, this, this, this is my vampire." Like, Hi, yeah, I think you'd be an outstanding creep. Yeah, Not yeah. No, no, I'm kidding. Hopefully, you didn't tell him that. <laughs> Would you consider this something because it is part historically accurate to be a drama? That's one of the things about my film. Everybody thinks it's a horror film, especially because it's called The Lake Vampire. But it's actually a suspense thriller based on a, on a real-life serial killer who lived back in the, in the 70s. So even if it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's fictionized history, uh, my main reference was films like Seven or Silence of the Lambs, and that's the kind of film I wanted to make. Uh, a really creepy and suspenseful police thriller. Well, the the other movie, and I was thinking of those, but the other one I was thinking was a Scandinavian movie called Insomnia. Yeah, and that was remade same, yeah. in the in America. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. It has the same. Uh, uh, that's the kind of texture I was after. And it's really funny because when we were in pre-production, this TV series from HBO came out, uh, True Detective. Yeah. And it was so similar in terms of tone. And in terms of what I wanted to achieve visually and narratively, I was—I I immediately called my DP and I was like, "You have to watch this series yeah. because this is what I want to do, but with a Venezuelan character." What touches in the film do you think are reflective that this is indeed a Venezuelan film? The thing is, uh, I think Venezuelans have a very uh, particular way of, of, of behaving, and uh, <laughs> this special film is set. In, in Maracaibo, which is the westernmost city of Venezuela, where everything is hot, humid, and heavy. And that's something I wanted to get across on the screen, that everything rottens really quick. And even if it's, it, it's called the city of the sun, because it's always sunny in Maracaibo, but I wanted to be, you know, the film to be really dark. So having this contrast between something re being really hot and, and humid and and, and, and supposedly in, in, in a place where, where it's tropical and, 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 and it's not cold like, like the Scandinavian films, but at the same time, these people are somehow rotting in, this, in, in, in their own darkness. And what other movies besides yours coming from, it doesn't have to be Venezuela, just anywhere in South America, do you think people would like to watch? Uh, well, there's actually a really cool Venezuelan film uh, coming out right now called La Familia, The Family by Venezuela. Your producer, right? Huh? Your producer, right? My producer is involved in it. Uh, it the director is Gustavo Rondon. He's, okay. a, he's a first-time director as well. And it's a film about uh, the you know the struggles of living in Caracas in the current Venezuelan situation right now. And uh, because I want to say hi to a filmmaker, uh, are you familiar with Final Destination? Yes, absolutely. Okay, do you want to? Say, he's a big horror gentleman. Because I think oh, your movie's sure. a little horror. Yes, I'm a big fan of Final Destination. So hi, Jeffrey. And I'm here with Nicole at the Austin Film Festival. Hi, anything you want to say to like horror fans or anything? Uh, well, we yeah, I'm a, yeah. Well, happy Halloween, and it's always uh, I'm always thrilled to watch horror in Halloween. I think that's the perfect time to watch this kind of films, even if you're not into that kind of stuff. You have an excellent costume, by the way. You're pretending to have bad vision. Uh, yeah, I do have bad vision, actually. Okay. And wearing a Pharrell fedora. Okay, so um, thank you so much for your interview. Bye. Bye. Thanks very much, Nicole.